This is the Wealth Standard Podcast, the gold standard in all things financial. Hi everyone, this is uh, this is Patrick, and I am delighted to welcome my guest today, Craig Ballantyne. Craig, how's it going? Very, very good, Patrick. Thank you so much. You're looking sharp. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so Craig, I had the you know the opportunity last week to to sit down with you and a couple other people uh, in an intimate you know, kind of setting to, you know, go through this, this new kind of formula, formula you have that's called the perfect day. And you have to be back. You have to look at this backwards, I guess. I wish I had like a mirror, but this is, you know, it's what it, it says. Perfect day formula. If you can't read backwards, but this is, it was a fascinating book, Craig. And, you know, I, I know that there's been this, you know, kind of rise with the idea of, you know, a miracle morning or a, a power hour, something that you do first thing, that you know really just gets gets you going, but I think yours yours is a little bit different because it's that, but it's also it shows you know kind of how I look at it as the you know the leading and lagging indicator type of deal where you're really looking for lagging indicators, which is you know accomplishing goals and you know reaching some point, and then you revert kind of reverse engineer what has to be done. So I found it really fascinating, and it's insanely it's simple, very well written, short, it's not monotonous, not repetitive. But really to the point. So maybe just walk our, our listeners through the story behind how you got to the, the perfect day formula. Because that that's quite the claim. Here, I'm going to help you create your perfect day. Yeah, why don't you walk our, our listeners through just your background and how you came to the point which you uh, wrote the book. Right. So I started out in the fitness industry, of all things, back in 1999. Basically, I was Canada's version of Tony Horton, the guy you see on the infomercials all the time late at night. I sold, uh, and I still do sell, these workout videos online, so I've been doing that for, for two decades. But along the way, I started writing for Men's Health Magazine, and I you know, had a lot of other magazine articles, and I realized I start, wanted to help people, not just with their health, but also with their wealth building, with their time management, with their productivity, and most importantly, Patrick, as we talked about last week at our workshop, was helping people focus on what really matters, which is having more quality time with their family and for their hobbies and, and for their personal life. And so in 2006, I actually had these really severe anxiety attacks, which led me to kind of re-examine my life. I was going through what I called the paradox of freedom. I had too much freedom in my life. I could work all the time. I could go out all the time. I could stay up late chasing girls all the time. And it caught up to me. And so what it allowed me to do um, after I got through those anxiety attacks was it helped me structure my days and then I realized okay here this is how you find the right time of day for people that don't want to get up early in the morning so you mm-hmm. talked about the miracle morning and, and there's this big focus on getting up at 5 a.m. but I'm not about forcing people to get up at 5 a.m. it's not about the hour that you get up it's about what you do with the hours that you are up mm-hmm. and so I put together this system my system in the perfect day formula which allows people to have these perfect days repeated over and over and over again. Now, it's not about sitting in a hammock uh, drinking margaritas. That's my other book, The Margarita Day Formula. But the perfect perfect day formula is about getting people great results in a regular workday without having them to work extra hours and allowing them to have what I call separation between work and home life. Mm -hmm. And that's what so many people want, but it seems to be slipping away from us and getting harder and harder and harder in this era that we're in now compared to you know even in the early 80s let alone the the 60s and so i want people to return to that if that is their goal mm-hmm. and so i put together the formula 
in the book. I also have this this thing called the Perfect Day Formula Kit, which is more advanced success tools. It's like having me sitting down at your kitchen table coaching you through it. And then there's the higher level workshops that we did last week for people that really want to go and get 10 times faster results. So that's the evolution of me from the fitness guy to the helping people get more done in their day guy. Sure. And that's... You know, and you're, you're hitting on some good points because, I mean, coming from your perspective, you know, obviously there there aren't a lot of people that have an abundance of, of freedom. They don't. They're not in that paradox. It's more of, you know, they don't have enough freedom, and they're you know just wor- working in a monotonous job and and you know trying trying to get by. But I think in the end, you know, it really it's it's fascinating because I have you know there's quite a few employees here. And, you know, I get to, to meet with other people that are trying to kind of figure out the game of productivity. And I think it is different for everyone. But, I, you know, to, in today's day and age, I mean, you have people that, you know, aspire to, to certain things, whether it's athletic or whether it's money uh, or whether it's in a professional career. And the, all the resources that are required to get there, I mean, they're, they're pretty abundant and accessible for nothing. You know, you can look at you know, you can read all the books on, you know, Charlie Munger uh, to figure out kind of value-based investing and become a, a Warren Buffett, right? Or you can, you know, research real estate investing. You can research, you know, entrepreneurship. So there's all sorts of ways to learn it, but yet there are still people that are in the same situation they were in before that. So I look at like the perfect day formula and what I got from it was, you know, we all, I think we all have, you know, optimal times of being productive and, and, and what I mean by productive is you're working more in your your talents, your abilities, your your special space, your genius, if you know, as you will. So maybe maybe discuss that and how you know how, how does somebody discover what a, their genius is, and then you know the importance of structuring your day around how do you optimize whether it's an hour or two hours or three hours or whatever. How do you optimize that to make to make progress. I know I asked a few questions there, so if you... No, it's a really great question. It's one that I get all the time. And so there's a couple of things that we need to do is, first of all, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, working in their genius, and some people call it the zone of genius. Dan Sullivan calls it unique ability. Mm-hmm. And really, it is identifying what people are, are really good at. And then I have something called magic time. And we find someone's magic time when they're three times more productive, more creative, and more energetic than any other time of the day, Mm -hmm. simply by going through and doing some introspection and and looking at the course of their day. So I have people do a time journal. You did that uh, in preparation for the workshop. Mm -hmm. And it's simply going through over the course of the day and marking down what you're doing and what your energy levels are and you know when you find yourself wasting time and what the obstacles are and temptations are that take you off track. But then also you'll find, everyone will find this, there's a time of day, it's about, about 90 minutes to two and a half hours long that I call magic time. And again, it, it's not, my time is not your time. It, you know, I'm a really early guy. Some people might be late at night. Some people might be two o'clock in the afternoon. But they're going to find this time when they're really, really, really productive. And then we have to go and carve that time out. We have to make sure we're not taking phone calls and doing emails or getting caught up in meetings at that time. And we really need to protect that time. And when we do that, when we take our, you know, our skills that we're really good at, the really valuable skills, the ones that are going to move us ahead in life, and we insert those into our magic time, that is where you really get triple the productivity and you make really big leaps and bounds in your life. And so for most people... 
they're going to be able to get at least some of that magic time focused on their number one activity, number one priority. For some people, it's going to be a little bit harder because you know, it might be really, uh, it might be in the middle of the afternoon, but they, they're working for somebody else and they can't really control those hours. But there is a way around uh, figuring out how to use that magic time, how to leverage it. And once you are able to leverage it, you're able to have big breakthroughs. And so the last thing I'll say is that the paradox, one of the paradoxes that I talk about in the book is that structure equals freedom. So most people think that they just want to have all this freedom, um, you know, do whatever they want whenever they want. But they'll quickly find that that actually brings stress. It Mm -hmm. doesn't bring fulfillment and they get more frustrated. And what they find, what they'll find is the more structure they have in their life, the more true freedom that they'll have. Mm-hmm. So that's why we structure this day. That's why we take a real serious approach to the day in the book so that we have our freedom at night to be present with our families, to you know have personal time that so many people, especially with uh, young children, struggle with these days. They really just want you know even 30 minutes to themselves. And when you do put your day in place and get that structured, you can have that freedom at night. And one warning I like to give people that kind of really gets their head right about this structure um, aspect is that you know at, at work we think uh, you know I got to be here for eight hours uh, I, you know I'll go check the internet for a couple things um, you know might and then that ends up you know you don't get your work done and the next thing you know you're there at work an extra half an hour later and so every time you're doing that every time you're checking email that you don't need to read every time you're gossiping with coworkers every time that you're wasting time on ESPN.com, you're stealing minutes from your children. And when you look at things like that, when you go, wait a minute, what am I doing? I got to get this done so I can get home on time, even if it means, you know, uncomfortable work right now. I must overcome this procrastination because I have to get home to see little Jenny's piano recital tonight or soccer game or whatever it is. So don't steal time from your family by wasting it at work. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, a lot of it comes to, you know, really how much stimuli we have going on these days because we have tons of distraction just because of how, you know, how much stuff is out there. And I think it's just going to, to increase. So it's really... I think you know, you're trying. You're talking more about like what's the what's the filter for that. And so one of the things that we you know started implement probably a little over a year ago was this idea. And I know you guys do it with with early to rise and with some of the other groups you're involved with. But it's it's basically different activities so that everybody is focused on what the most important things are. And you know whether it's you know scrum or a war room or that. That type of idea, it just it keeps people keeps you focused on like, okay, here are the here are the most important things that I can do today, and here is what I'm going to commit to and be accountable tomorrow. And that's helped us a ton because you have people making very short term commitments that are measurable, so that when these distractions do come in, that is when you you know you're able to uh, you know say, well, oh, you know, ESPN.com, nope, I got to get this done before I leave. So it, it kind of creates that that structure because, you know, with me, it's you know, structure is a catch twenty two, right? Because you have people that want freedom and they hate to be confined, but yet we're so like sporadic that we need that structure to kind of you know rein in our our activity and prioritization. So my question, my question to you would be, you know, you look at just the you know the average the average individual and what they go through during during the day. Okay, you know how if they don't have a stand up at their you know their work or they have um, you know just certain maybe long term things to take it you know that they need to be accountable to. 
one one of the profound things and what we did is you have like an accountability system built into the perfect day formula. So the perfect day formula is you know you go through your tasks during the day. You where are my energy levels? Where's my um, you know where's the most productive productive time during the day? But then you know as far as a discipline and commitment and accountability, maybe talk about. Uh, or answer the question, how, how does somebody that goes through and wants to create their perfect day, what is the, the system of accountability that you've built into it? Well, one of the things that you kind of alluded to was, you know, people are, they don't have, the, you know, the, the plans in place. The, the difference between really successful people and very successful people is that very successful people are proactive. They're planning as much as possible. And those people that struggle are reactive. So it means they, you know, they wake up Got late it. and they check email and they, they're running behind all the time. And then at 5 o'clock at the end of the day, they're like, oh, my goodness, I was so busy today, but I didn't get anything done. You know, and that's, the, that's why I wrote the book because I wrote the book after having a couple of perfect days where it's like, wow, I wish everything could go like this tomorrow. I got so much done. Uh, I ended work on time, and we made big breakthroughs at work. So how can we do this every day? And so the, the answer was be proactive as possible. And so what I teach people to do is to do something really it's the night before. I, you know, People have tell me that they're working on their to-do list first thing in the morning. I really think that they're actually late with their to-do list. They should be doing their to-do list the night before to at least have a good idea of what they're going to do the next morning so that they can get off to a running start. And then also in addition to making that to-do list the night before, to do something that I call a brain dump, which at the end of the day, you just take all the things running through your mind and you write them down on paper so that you have clarity. You have uncluttered your mind, which is what we do at the workshops. We get the mental clutter out and we give people complete mental clarity. And when you have complete mental clarity, you know exactly what you should be working on. As you said uh, with your team, you, you guys have these little activities you're like yes i got to get this done my number one focus i know what it is i'm going to get it done come back tomorrow get another task and away i go and when you have that organization you can be really successful and with the perfect day formula we also have uh, what i call a couple levels of there are five pillars of success which is better planning and preparation which we've talked about the professional account- accountability which is having a mentor or a coach in your life getting positive social support, which is surrounding yourself with other positive people, other like-minded people, and that can be online as well as in the real world, Mm -hmm. face-to-face. And then having a meaningful incentive, making sure that you're doing all that you're doing, all the great work that you're doing, because it's something that really, truly matters to you. And then we need to have big deadlines in our life. So big deadlines can be on a daily basis. We have to get this done by 3 p.m., etc. And also on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. We want to put deadlines in there because if we don't have the deadline, then the task will just expand to fit the uh, time allotted for it, as it says in Parkinson's Law. Yep. And that way, you know, we procrastinate and procrastinate. So we need to have that deadline in place to get us to take action. Yep. When we yep. We have that in place and accountability holding our feet to the fire. Then we can really get some damage done. Yeah, and that's, you know, and looking, again, it comes to the structure, right? Because I think that what's powerful as you talk in your, your five pillars, I mean, the pillars essentially are, are, you know, the pedestal that's holding you up to, you know, what you want to achieve, what those aspirations are. Because in the end, I think we're all driven, human beings are driven by more. We want to achieve, we want to accomplish. But in the end, how many people actually do it during their life? And optimize their their time, optimize their talents, optimize you know their creative genius. 
And, you know, and that's where, you know, really the structure comes in, comes into play. And so I'm not going to go through, you know, each of the different, different pillars, but what's fascinating is, you know, it, it resonated with me because with me, you know, I, I, I'm driven, but at the same time, there's so much to do. What really keeps me focused on the most important things, right, is, is the commitment and accountability to, to what I say I'm going to do. Uh, and that really helped me. And, and I, I was you know, telling you guys the other day, uh, when we were doing our full day, you know, I, CrossFit has been, you know, the best workout and, you know, routine that I've ever done because you have, you have built in accountability, right? I think everybody wants to be healthy. They want to have, you know, they want to have uh, energy. They, there's not many people that don't want that. But looking at, you know, those that right now, I mean, we're January, you know, first week, second week of January, you know, everyone right now is making their news resolutions. I want to lose this weight or I want to, you know, have this body fat or I want to, you know, run a thousand miles or something, something like that. Um, but at the same time, how many, you know, how many people really forget, forget the goals that they made or give up on the goals, you know, toward the end of January, beginning of February. And really what it comes down to is, is the accountability associated with it and knowing what to do on the short term in order to reach those long-term goals. So that's, what's cool about, you know, the, the, you know, day formula is that you're working on a very short-term basis, but chipping away at those at those long-term results. But, but in the end, it's like you know, I, I still think there's you know margin margin for for failure and and giving up. So as you've you know been creating this as kind of like your life's work for so many years, you know, despite you know short-term goals and structuring your day appropriately. And you know, doing all the activities, where where do you see where do you see the biggest point of of I don't want to use the word failure, but maybe the biggest challenge people face that leads them to uh, get off the plan? It's a great question, and so it really comes back to in each one of those five pillars, there's an area that most people will lose out on. So what I found, and I built these five pillars based on these 28 uh, weight loss transformation contests that I've run in my business. I've been running these since 2008 hmm. and we've given away hundreds of thousand dollars in cash prizes and I've read hundreds of essays from winners in these contests and I realized that they all had these five things in place. Hmm. But if one or two of them were missing, they would drop out. Yep. And so when it goes back to planning and preparation, my pillar actually says it must be better planning and preparation than ever before. So you have somebody on New Year's Day or whenever they set their resolution that they want to, uh, you know, enter a marathon. They want to run a marathon this year. Well, that's all they say. They don't say, you know, what marathon. They don't say, okay, this is a marathon training plan I'm going to use. Uh, this is my training buddy. They don't plan it out. And so it's just this vague goal that's out there in the ether, and it's not going to do anything. It has to be better planning and preparation. It has to be very, very specific about what you're going to do daily, weekly, and monthly in order to hit that goal, whether it is increasing your income by $5,000 a month by doing more sales calls, or whether it is by increasing your savings account by $2,000 every month by automated savings plans. Whatever it is, it has to be planned and prepared better than ever before. And if it's not, you're going to fall apart. Because motivation and momentum will get us through those first week, you know, those first 10 days, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you'll run up against a hard day where you're like, this is the third day in a row that I've had to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning in order to do uh, this preparation. I don't like doing this. I'm going back to my warm bed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they didn't have a plan for preparing for that. So it has to be better planning and preparation than ever before. The second thing is that professional accountability. You need a coach. 
coach is going to give you two things: expert advice, and it's going to the coach is going to hold you accountable to a very high bar. And so, if you can't afford a coach, the best thing that you can do, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, was you go and study. I mean, you can study YouTube videos. You can go to the library and take up books, like I did when I was in high school, and it's all free. And you uh, apply some knowledge, and you get some results, and then you go and you find like a coaching, uh, a coaching seminar to go to, and then you go and you hire a coach one on one, and you do the best you can given the resources you have right now. But if you don't have expert advice in place, it's going to make that planning and preparation hard, and it's going to be really hard to keep on going through those tough times. Third pillar: positive social support. These are your cheerleaders in life. They're not going to give you expert advice, but they're going to pick you up when you're feeling down. They're going to be the type of person who is going to say, "Hey, listen, you had a tough day today, but don't worry, you can get back on track." We need those people. We all need a pat on the back. That's the third pillar. If you don't have those two things in place, those two people, the coach and the cheerleaders, it's tough. And in my weight loss world, those are the people that those are the pillars that most people struggle with because they're surrounded by so many negative people at work. In their community, even at their in their families at home, so it is very difficult. But the great thing is, is that research shows that Facebook groups, membership sites, all these forums online—if you find good people there, they actually are enough to get you help you get results. They so could be your social support. Absolutely, it just—it doesn't have to be face to face. Yeah. And, and so then, fourth, a meaningful incentive. A lot of people mess up here because they they say, oh, "I'm going to you know buy myself something nice," or you know, "I'm going to." You know, do something financially or materialistic that is their incentive. But then, after you know the tenth tough day, and they go, "Oh man, this is tough. I just want to go back to my warm bed instead of you know sitting here working on my finances at six o'clock in the morning before I go to work." And you know, they give up because they didn't have a meaningful incentive.、Mm-hmm. A meaningful incentive will get you through the tough times. And what I found is. Most of the time, a meaningful incentive means you're doing it for somebody else. You're doing it for something bigger than yourself.、And、so you have to dig deep into your heart and your mind to find that meaningful incentive. And when you do, that's what powers you through those tough times and dark days.、Mm-hmm. And we're all going to have those, no matter what your challenge is in life. I know back when I was going through my anxiety attacks, fortunately, I had a built-in meaningful incentive, which was get rid of the anxiety because it was just absolutely、uh, crippling. It sent me to the hospital twice. I walked in the emergency room, thought I, thought I was having a heart attack, and the meaningful incentive was to get rid of that so I could live normally again.、Yep. And it got me to go and do meditation and qigong and yoga and all these things that I didn't like to do. But that meaningful incentive was so strong and so powerful that it drove me to do those things. And then last, Patrick, most people don't have that big deadline. And if they don't have deadline, they don't have urgency. In fact, the deadline does three things for us. One, it spurs us to initial action to overcome the initial inertia. So, anytime you're taking up anything new, you're kind of intimidated by it, and there's a lot of inertia. And so, if you don't have a deadline, you'll just say, "I'll do it tomorrow" because I've got the rest of the year. But if you have a 60-day deadline, you're like, "Okay, I better get going because if I don't do it today, that's like, you know."、Uh, Almost two percent of the entire program, so I better get going. I can't waste a single day.、Hmm. So that's why we need deadlines. Deadlines also keep us going through the middle of the program. You know, if it's a twenty-one day habit change, and you're like on day eleven, you're like, oh man, I want to quit. But then, I mean, I'm halfway through, so I may as well keep going. I see the, the finish line, so you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm on the home stretch. So to keep you going through the tough times, and then as we get closer to the deadline, 
we actually take faster and faster actions, like mile 25 of the marathon. You hit the wall at mile 20, but somehow at mile 25, you start to run faster because you literally can start to see the finish line and you're just so pumped to do it. So that's how the deadline is the most important of the five pillars. And it helps people stop losing momentum on the resolution. So people are listening to this and they're like, man, I'm, I'm ready to quit on my New Year's resolution again this year. Put those five pillars in place and you'll have an instant second wind and you'll actually achieve everything that you want to achieve this year. It's mm-hmm. going to be powerful. So let me, let me kind of divert, divert the conversation a little bit because this is, this is something I've been, I've been thinking about a lot lately, which is really the, the drive behind wanting, wanting to change, right? Because I think you have maybe three camps. You have like the people that you know, are just naturally driven and they're just figuring out a, you know, a better way to accomplish results, which I think is, is perfect for your, for your formula. Uh, then, then you have you know, those that are kind of you know, in the middle uh, and then you have those that are at the bottom. So I'll, I'm going to address the middle, but the bottom is like you know, in, your, in your circumstance back when you had your anxiety, when people have these, you know, they're just in the slums and they, they, need, to, they need to change. Okay, but those in the middle, right, where it's kind of not, it's not painful enough, okay, where they'll make, where they'll make a change. They're like, yeah, I could run more. Yeah, I could have more money. Yeah, I could have more time. But the, the actual pain of changing is worse, right, than what they're dealing with right now. It's, it's kind of a manageable thing. And I was reading something over the weekend, which was, which is interesting. And I, and I'll, you know, paraphrase, but it was this, it was this uh, lady who was putting up with her job. And then she was diagnosed with, uh, with an ailment that gave her six months to live. So she quit her job. She um, started to paint and do these other things. And then three months into, you know, three months into it, uh, they found a cure. And by that time, she was doing what she loved and she was painting and she was actually making some money at it. But it took, <laughs> it took like you know, the fear, not even the fear, the, the inevitability of you know, that she was going to pass, a pass away. And now, you know, it took time from this, like, you know, who knows when till a very kind of this is when, but then it, you know, completely changed. But, but why, why are we like that? Like why you've done a lot of, you know, it sounds like you've, you know, really gone through quite a few experiences and seen others that have overcome certain things to achieve new levels. Like, what is it about this, like mediocrity that people are just settled with? And why is it that it requires this, like, you're going to die or you're going to have a heart attack or you're, why does it require this like fear of like something, you know, whatever it is to get them to actually do something. Is that, is that your experience as well? Or am I, am I unique yeah, in that assessment? There's a, couple, there's a couple of things there. One is that's an instant deadline, isn't it? I mean, somebody says, Hey, you got six months to live or, you know, your, your wife is going to leave you if you don't change. Uh, you know, you're going to die in six years if you don't lose 50 pounds. All of a sudden, all those things that, I mean, they're trying to make those changes time and time and time again, and they're failing, and then somebody puts a deadline in place, and that gets them to take It's the deadline, man. Okay. It it is in a lot of cases, but it's also a meaningful incentive. It's a lot of those five pillars finally coming into place. And, you know, people shouldn't be too hard on themselves, because nobody quits smoking the first time they try and quit smoking. Nobody loses weight the first time they try and lose weight. I mean, most of the times, and most of the people, you know, listening to this call didn't get married to the very first person they kissed. I mean, mm-hmm. some, some people might have, but mm-hmm. most people don't. I mean, we go through and we have to test and do some trial and error on things. Fortunately, I've, you know, had the opportunity to do a lot of trial and error on myself, but also 
with literally thousands of clients that yep. have gone through my weight loss transformation contest and I've read their essays and I'm and I can see somebody from their first journal post in our forums I'll know whether or not they're going to quit or if they're serious and I'm like uh, I feel bad but I know that you're not going to be here in 10 days from now I, I mean I, I would say that out of we, we get hundreds of people who take their before photos and we have a fraction of that that finish it's just human nature yep. our human nature is to procrastinate that's why I always like to say that um, you know everybody knows that Christmas is December 25th every year it's not like Easter that sneaky holiday which is all over the place <laughs> but you know every year every year December 25th is Christmas but yeah. when is the uh, shopping mall packed December- the night before two days yeah. before you know like you could do it's your Christmas shopping now but you know, we wait until the last minute. And so that's the yeah. way that humans are. Yep. And we really wait until there's a reason to go and do something. Yep. And then there's also a level of complacency, too. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, listening to this call in their generation have it better than their parents. I know that I had have it better than my parents. And so there's some days where I'm like, you know, this is good enough. I'm just going to slow down. And, but I can't because I'm like you. You know, you describe yourself as an achiever during our workshop, and, and I really feel that same way. I mean, there's, there's so much more to achieve. There's learning to do. There's value to add to the world, um, you know, and, and it's thinking outside of ourselves. Well, you know, there's uh, people out there who are struggling. You know, they don't have your financial advice. They need to get your expertise. They need to get my expertise on putting structure into place for their days. Uh, and if you and I went into hiding because we were satisfied with their lives, we would be hurting other people. And so I coach a lot of online entrepreneurs, and, and I tell them to put their ego aside, stop worrying about you know the little bit of criticism that they might get from some stranger on the Internet when they do a video, and focus on the people who are you know giving the loves and likes and shares in their videos when they're advertising themselves on Facebook because they're making a big difference in people's lives. And so, again, it's an external thing. Just like the meaningful incentive, it's meaningful to you because it's meaningful to someone externally. So that's the power. Yeah, and it's, you know, I think everybody, I think we're all wired. All human beings are wired to to make progress, right? We're to be better tomorrow than we were today. And it's, I think that's why people make so many, you know, New Year's, New Year's resolutions because we all recognize what we can improve on. But it's really, you know, it's kind of the why behind why we're doing it. And you know, if things are are the same. You have to find find that why because I because in the end, it's like there's a there's a finite finite amount of hours, finite amount of days um, that we're here, and yeah. it, you know, it's it's the achievement and reaching new levels and. You know, taking who we are and being of value to as many people as possible is, is what's going to provide the most fulfillment. But it, it requires this constant observation of where you are and where you're going. And it, when it really comes down to it, I don't think anybody would argue with that. I think everybody sees like, wow, I could, I can improve here and improve here. And it would help other people. It helped my family. It helped my employer. It helped my clients. But it's like, what are, you know, what are you going to do to actually do it? And that's where the whole pain, com- pain comes in. And that's, you know, I look at, you know, really our, our day and age, it's like, it's the best time to be alive to achieve something because you have the most amount of resources on how to do it. But in the end, you actually have to do it. So it's the, you know, and I love your pillars. I love the structure associated with it. It's a really simple model and it really fit. And the reason why it resonated so well with me is that it fit, fit into kind of what I already understood and believe it just it, it was so like structured from A to B to C to D and how everything 
here's your three-year outcome and here's everything that you have to do between now and that time as opposed to this like you know ambiguous well i want to make a million dollars and now i'm going to you know and somehow it's going to just happen right this this really reverse engineers everything to the actual structure of your day in order to achieve it but i don't know it's just it's fascinating because it resonates and you know, we're probably speaking another language right now for most people because, you know, we're you're so heavily involved in it. I've just gone through it. Uh, but in the end, I think, you know, we're in January. And if there's something that's on a person's mind to accomplish during this year, this is a great it's a great structure, a great structure to do it. Um, but anyway, any, any I, and I know we could probably you and I could probably talk for hours on this, especially you. But I know we have some deadlines. Is there any kind of maybe final thoughts you have as you're you know, putting yourself, you're empathizing with the people that are listening to this and, you know, really if they're, yep, Patrick, Craig, I want to, I want to accomplish something this year. I've set some goals. You know, is there anything that you would kind of add as far as helping them to, you know, add some tweaks here and there or tools here and there to actually achieve it? Absolutely. And so it's a great question. And, and one of my favorite quotes, especially for people listening in the future that aren't listening to this in January, is uh, my favorite one of my favorite quotes is from this guy Dan Kennedy, and he says, "Change change is a matter of choice, not calendar. Uh, you don't have to wait for January first. You don't have to wait for January and New Year's resolutions. You can change on August tenth. You can change on October thirty first. It doesn't matter what day it is. You could change on Thanksgiving Day for for uh, you know. There's no, no there's nothing stopping you. There's nothing physically stopping you from changing at any time. And so that's what matters. And then." One of the things that you mentioned, Patrick, is having that clarity. And clarity for my life has allowed me to achieve so many things. And it's part of my book, part of, my, part of the workshop that you went through was creating that vision for your life, crystal clear vision for where you want to be in the future at a certain time, and believing that you have achieved what you want to achieve by that time. So I teach people to write a three-year vision, and I call it the movie script for their life, writing from three years from now as if they've accomplished everything they want to accomplish in the next three years. They're living in that dream house, they're driving that dream car, they have the dream family, they have an amazing work schedule, they have lots of family time, and just write it out. Write it out how you want to be living in three years from now as if you've accomplished everything that you wanted to accomplish. Be very specific. And I did this in 2006. I told somebody that I wanted to own a business like Early to Rise which was a, it, uh, Early to Rise was a website that started in 2000, 2000 by a guy named Mark Ford, and he wrote a whole bunch of books and thousands of articles, and it was an amazing website. It helped over 500,000 people really accomplish their big goals and dreams. And at the time, in 2006, I was just a personal trainer with my online fitness videos, but I told my first coach on our very first coaching call that I wanted to have a business like Early to Rise because he asked me, what do you want your business to look like in five years? And then I went and did all these things. I became a better speaker, a better writer. Um, I networked. I became a coach myself. And then I had the opportunity through my, our friend, um, Patrick, our friend, our mutual friend, Matt Smith. He gave me the opportunity to buy Early to Rise, and I did. It was five years, three months, and 17 days after I told my first coach that I wanted to own a business like Early to Rise in five years. Mm -hmm. That's the power of having a vision, a very clear and concise vision. When you have that in place, you can achieve exactly what you want in life. Mm -hmm. And so everybody listening, go and create your vision right now. Go and put in place the five pillars to accomplish that vision. And that is how you then structure your perfect days to achieve your dream life. That's how you can do it. And you can do it. 
I'm not the only person who's done it with my help. I've coached many other people to do it, whether it's losing weight, finding the love of their life, making $100,000 or more a year. It's possible with this system. No, and, and that's the thing is that we're, we're in no better time, again, to, not to be redundant, but we're in no better time where the resources to really achieve anything um, are there. And it's not a matter of dollar amount. It's it's a matter of you and what action you're gonna you're gonna take. Because everybody can make tweaks and everybody, you know, can structure things in a way in which they accomplish new new heights. But but anyway, I mean, yeah, we're this is a it's a very timely interview, and I really appreciate you uh, you being on, Craig. I mean, it's a I read the book in in uh, in two sittings. I mean, that's how quick it goes, and it flows really really well. Um, but it hits on very simple points, very simple action items. And I know that you have a, a website too. So maybe as we end, you want to give give our uh, listeners and I guess viewers, you want to give them uh, kind of a, uh, an idea of how they can uh, communicate with you and be contacted, whether it's social media or, or URLs. But yeah, go, go for it. Okay. So I'd love everyone to grab a free copy of the book at mm. freeperfectdaybook.com. So freeperfectdaybook.com. You get a free copy of the book. Just pay shipping and handling. We'll ship it to you anywhere in the world. And then if you want to do something with uh, that like um, Patrick did, which is really higher level, which is work one-on-one with me, go and watch the video I made for you at perfectlifeworkshop.com. It'll show you how we can have uh, one day together and really make 10 times the improvements in your life, really get you on the fast track. Uh, to success. So those are the two websites, freeperfectdaybook.com and then perfectlifeworkshop.com is great. Okay. And if you're in your car, don't please don't write that down. But uh, but yeah, we'll put them on the show notes. So if you go uh, to thewellstandard.com, then you'll be able to, to see all all the links. We'll probably put a few others on there uh, on there as well, like your Facebook page and your Twitter handle and all that, all that stuff. Awesome. Okay. All right, Craig. It was uh, wonderful to have you on. Appreciate it. And I uh, hope you have an amazing 2017. <laughs> Thanks so much, Patrick. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast, the gold standard in all things financial. 